It's my second full day here. It's about mid-morning. Days are roughly the same length as they were back home. Either that or I'm living at the same pace as them so that I don't notice how long the days really are. Like Stardew Valley. Shit. What if I'm in Stardew Valley? That was a joke, in case you couldn't tell. I remember that you hated Stardew Valley. You couldn't understand how time went that fast. I said, that's how the game is. And you said, can't it go any slower? I said, then you'd have to wait extra long for your crops to grow. And then you frowned and went back to Harvest Moon. I always liked Animal Crossing best. I liked that it was more, like, adjacent to the real world. You had some reason why you liked Harvest Moon best, but I can't for the life of me remember it. Isn't that awful? And it may really be for the life of me, because what if I forget you completely? I don't want to forget you. I, I can't. Either way, it's mid-morning. I woke up and had chicory and helped the gatekeeper clean house. Well, as much as I could. They have their own system, naturally. We're weeding the garden this afternoon. It's cold here, so we're waiting until afternoon. Uh, the mayor's invited me to have lunch at his house. I haven't been alone with him before. It's not that I'm afraid. I'm just leery of new people I meet. Like, these are people who are so foreign to me. Some of them are from completely different places. I just worry. I worry about basic things like offending them. But also, I feel ill at ease. Everyone's been so welcoming. They've just accepted that I live here now. I just haven't accepted it. I'm trapped here. I can never walk down the hallway ever again. I have no idea how I was lucky enough to find this place, a place where there were even people who spoke English. Though, of course, the hallway makes you understand. Even if you can't fully speak the language, you can understand it enough to the point where you don't get poetry. Do you eat meat? Uh, sure. Oh, just checking. So, so goat is fine. You eat the goats? Yes. Oh, sorry. Just startled me. What, what did you think they were for? Uh, shits and grins? Yeah, they do provide us with many of those. But no, we, we do actually also eat them. So goat is fine. Yeah. Uh, what was its name? Hmm. This was Max. I had the old goat herd son kill him yesterday. I guess Max is a good name for a goat. Yeah, I guess it is. Do you have any uh, food allergies? No, I didn't. Ah, okay. You should be fine then. Uh, want a cup of chicory? Please. Okay, I'll be right back. So I'm, uh, I'm waiting on the bread. The baker's kid is bringing it by. Everything else is just being kept a bit warm. A bit too warm, the quantum mechanic would say. He's always so critical of his own work, even though he built the solar panels and all of our electronics out of nothing. Oh, that's the baker's kid. If I ask you some questions. Uh, about what? Well, how did you get here? The hallway? And you don't remember how you got to the hallway. No. And nobody ever does. I guess this is proof that back home wasn't a simulation after all. What? I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. We're not in a simulation. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, okay. That's, that's not the point, but 
But anyway. Yeah, go on. There was a man. A normal man. Normal and regular in any sense you could ever imagine in any universe. You know, he'd wake up in the morning and then wake up his spouse. They'd pack their daughter's lunch together and send her off to school. And they'd each go to work. At night, they'd make dinner together, the three of them, the dog underfoot. The daughter would sneak the dog scraps, and each of her parents would pretend not to notice. On weekends, the man would take his daughter out into the field behind their house, and they'd play catch. She loved to play catch, and she was very good at it. In a couple of years, they'd let her try out for some sports teams at her school, but you know, not now, not while they were still so young and, and little. The man was a janitor at the research facility. What's the research facility called where you're from? You know, the big one. The first one that comes to mind. Uh, it's called CERN. It's in Switzerland. Okay. So he was a janitor at CERN in Switzerland. You know, it doesn't matter what his spouse did for a living, but you know what? I'll tell you anyway. They were a teacher. They had a sharp face and cool, kind eyes, and the man loved them so much. They were the best person he'd ever met. Until, of course, they adopted their daughter. The daughter was about seven or so. The spouse kept her hair in long braids. And then when she was about six, she goes to the man, to, to her father, and says, cut my hair. And so he cut her hair with the kitchen scissors. And she had a little bob. And the spouse gave her a couple little braids in the bob on one side and tied them off with ribbons. You know, I tell you all this because it is actually important, not, not to the well, sequence of events exactly, but, but it, it matters. You, you'll see. So one day, the man goes to work, and, you know, he's waxing the floor. He hears some scientists talking to themselves. He, they think he doesn't speak. Wait, what's the language they speak in Switzerland? Uh, they speak English and French and German. Ah, they were speaking in German, but they thought he only knew French. This is English we're speaking. I, I do know that. But he knew German, too. His spouse was a teacher, and so they knew English and French and German, and he knew them, too. So they were talking in, in German, and he heard them. He heard them talk about simulation theory. They were trying to build quantum computers to simulate reality, but they kept hitting snags, so they were discussing with absolute sincerity the likelihood that they were in a simulation. Upon hearing people talk about what might actually be real, all he could think was, no, I know what's real. My daughter's real. My spouse is real. The dog is real. The yard at dusk and the ball we throw are real. What mattered to him was his family and his house and the fields behind it. What did it mean to the man that they were inside a computer? How much different was that to him if they weren't? Uh, well, that's it. That's, that, that's the story. Uh, not much of a story, but uh, it's what happened. Where'd this story come from? Um, well, you know, I, I ran the simulation. <laughs> Oh, is is that why you're here in the ghost town? Uh, yes, I, I I left that world behind. It, you know, it wasn't too hard to find a window into the hallway, what with the things we knew uh, where I'm from. Where is he, the man and his family? Where where are they now? Oh, they're still in their world, uh, 
playing catch. <laughs> or the daughter may be grown by now, playing catch with her own children. You know, I don't know. I don't know how I'd find them to check on them. I don't even know how time works for them anymore. You know where they are. Oh, where are they? Where Where is their world? Still in a computer, but in a closet. Uh, somewhere in the hallway. No idea where. Not anymore. I... <clears throat> I, I forgot where I put them. <laughs> no idea how to get back there. You know what best that way? <laughs> My supervisors wanted to end this simulation, you know, when CERN figured it out. Um, sorry. I, uh... Sorry. I don't know if I dream here. If I've dreamed since I was home. I sleep now that I'm out of the hallway, and I wake up with emotions I can't explain, but I can't remember my dreams. If I even have them. I'm afraid to ask the others if they dream, because what if they don't understand? I used to be able to create my dreams. I always had recurring nightmares of being chased. I guess everyone does, but I would walk around my neighborhood and see an alleyway I hadn't seen before, and I would know I'd dream it that night. That I was being chased through that alleyway. If I ever thought about the nightmares where I was being chased, I know I'd dream it the ni that night. I had a dream once that worlds were written in and out of existence. I was in a parallel Lexington, newly created. I don't remember if there was much world developed yet outside the city. Maybe it was like the other house in Coraline, just fog and nothing outside. If you went far enough, you'd end up right back where you started. But I don't think that it mattered, or if anyone in this new city would have even noticed. In the dream, I looked up at the sky, and the stars were brighter and fresher and newer than they were back home, even through the smoggy city haze of streetlight orange. The air didn't smell like peanut butter yet, if it ever would. I don't know if there was a peanut butter factory in this new Lexington. But I sat there in a car that I wasn't driving on the side of the street on Winchester Road looking down towards downtown and thought about how this city wasn't long for this world. The city and its bright new stars would be written out of existence. I saw people living lives as if they always had. They were faint still. The people. But I could tell they were there.